0: following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update And buy tickets to all the great indoor shows. Find out about the promotions and the giveaways. Go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It's time for another hour on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to Show.net. Also, you can listen on the iHeart app. Just search The Huge Show anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. And the free stream is also at thehugeshow.net. More conversation with Jeff Risden, LionsWire, Wire, part of the USA Today Network, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear and see on YouTube. Lions, Niners, 6.30, Sunday night on Fox, NFC Championship game, winner goes to the Super Bowl. What did you learn uh, from the first two games, Rizzi? The playoff games at home, the back-to-back wins. What did you learn from this Lions team that gives you confidence they can go to San Francisco and win and either Casey or Baltimore and Vegas, they could beat. I think one of the big things
0: is that their internal confidence. They believe in themselves. They know what they are. They know what they're good at. They they have an identity. It makes them very difficult. They don't get they don't get frazzled when they make a mistake. They get right back out and they try to to right it. And that's that's a sign of a good team. It's a sign of a good coached team. I think their ability to to make plays on defense, even when the defense isn't playing well. Their, their ability to keep the opposing team out of the end zone, get off the field without giving up the touchdown, especially in the red zone, makes them very dangerous. It, it can be scary to watch when they, the opposing team you know goes, goes 70 yards in five plays, but then in the next four plays, they get three. And that's, that's all you need sometimes. I, I've been very encouraged by the special teams. I don't think that that unit gets enough credit Jack Fox has been magnificent in the postseason. The long snapper, Jake McQuaid, a lot of people probably don't even know who that is. He's been really good. And he was another one, and and this got washed over. This is a guy that the Rams gave up on right after they won the Super Bowl. They're like, you can go away. And there was more than a little little stakes on the mind for Jake McQuaid, too. Um, it obviously, he's a long snapper, so it's not like a big deal, but... It it, it kind of is, and, you know. Michael basley has been good. Chase Lucas, since he's been back on the team, remember they cut him, they brought him back. Yeah, D.B. out of Arizona State, yeah, right? Yeah. He's been outstanding as a gunner. Uh, Will Harris playing very well. On the first punt return in the last game, Will Harris made a spectacular play. That look, and you know this. I'm not a Will Harris guy. I dog him all the time. Nothing personal, it's just I, I wish he was a better player. He's found a great space to contribute on special teams. They're really good. They don't make mistakes on that unit. And that that doesn't that means that you're not gonna be pinned at your own five. You're gonna win the field position battle more often than not. And they'll they'll be able to do that. The 49ers have a very good punter. They have good return units. Their kicker, Jake Moody,
1: eh, he has his moments. He's also had some pretty bad moments. So, well, well, we'll... kicking to San Francisco isn't easy. Oh God, no! That's... With, with the wind and what we talked yeah. about earlier with the weather change and what you mentioned on flipping the field with Jack Fox and the Lions' punt coverage, Dan Campbell talked about this yesterday a couple times. He led that, his press conference with it. That was big in the Rams' game, and it was huge against Tampa. He he felt it won them the game, he, and he's not wrong. That that ability to to
0: manufacture extra yards. Without having the ball in your hand, that's that's critical. And they're doing it again. Kali Framond, not gonna play. Uh more than likely. <laughs> he didn't practice yesterday. Can't imagine him being back in time for this one. So they're doing it with a backup return guy in DPJ, or Craig Reynolds has been back there a couple times. Like they're they're really doing a very good job. Dave Phipp, the special teams coordinator. I love him because he's he's an eccentric interview. Uh we we got to talk to him actually in Mobile when the Lions were coaching and we we have a a button on the podcast that so is uh Dan Campbell going we've had enough of this bleep and he hit that like 50 times like that's Dan like fascinated by like little little mobile board technology he's a he's a very diligent coach and he's a guy honestly special teams coordinators don't get enough love for as as potential head coaches i think he's got the sort of weird personality that might work for a team uh I, I'm, I'm very happy that he's staying in Detroit and, and happy at what he's doing. But he's a good one. He's a good one. And, and that doesn't get enough credit. I'm glad that Dan Campbell brought it up. And I'm glad that, that we get to talk about it because they're really good at it. And they're, we've had units, we've seen teams that have lost playoff games because their special teams stunk. Let's go back to Dallas, 2014. Sam, Sam Martin, Martin. Sam Martin oh the worst yeah. punt of his it's life. Over.
1: Was it like minus four? Went off went off straight off the side yeah, of his some, foot. Yeah, something like that. And and Fox is a weapon. Campbell's talked about it. Also, the thing I liked about Campbell in his comments yesterday, that they gotta keep hitting the quarterback. You you look at Barnes, the replay, there's pressure where Mayfield had to get rid of it and led to Barnes underneath getting the game ceiling interception. I Dan Campbell is saying common sense things that we all see. That has never happened with the Lions' coach. Rarely happens with any coach. He doesn't talk down to us.
0: No, like, like he's no. better than us. Um, Jim Caldwell just didn't want to talk. Matt Patricia definitely thought he was the smartest guy in the room, no matter what room he was in. Even if he was in the room with Oppenheimer or Einstein, those guys are chumps. I can
1: wear a pencil, even though I write on laminate. Never piece gonna of- get an A bomb to work. Never. I know. I'm Matt Patricia. Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network, I think it is, or NFL.com, yeah, yeah. said that Matt Patricia will be highly coveted as a defensive <laughs> coordinator. He he tweeted that. I had to check to make sure it wasn't like a burner Twitter account, right? Oh, Tom's a good guy. I'm I'm he somebody some agent. So. Did he did he see what the Eagles did with Patricia as the interim, and then he couldn't call offense with Belichick? If Belichick gives up on you and you're a lieutenant of his, that that that's very telling. Now how about speaking of Belichick disciples? How about Bill O'Brien becoming the Ohio State offensive coordinator? I call it the coach in waiting. That's my feeling that he's coaching the it's, Big v- Ten. It's very much perceived that way in Columbus. Right, too. right. That he's a yeah. coach in waiting, but his offensive uh, terminology with Ohio State and the modern side of college football, I don't see that God. partnership. It, it didn't seem like a modern fit. For the Buckeyes, I will say from from my experiences with Bill O'Brien, and I
0: covered him when he he ran the Texans. He's a very good coach. When, anytime he gets involved in personnel, he makes the wrong decision. Uh, from the DeAndre Hopkins disaster tr- of a trade, uh, he Dwayne Brown he forced out. That was not a good move. Um, ownership played his hand there too. But yeah, now
1: think about the people he, that Texans he... had and that they just ran off. <laughs>
0: Right, yes, yes. you know my son is a huge Texans fan, and he laments that all the time. He's they like, just ran God. him off. Well, 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 they chose. Um, their, they had. He wasn't their GM, Jack Easterby. Um, I referred to him as Rasputin, and the, the Texans media actually picked up on that. Like, if you could be worse than Matt Patricia at your
1: job, you would be Jack Easterby. Uh, but they hit the jackpot this year, though. They got it right with, with Ryan's and Nick, C. Nick, Nick
0: Casario. By the way, from the Patriot Way tree, uh, he got it right with with Stroud and with with Will Anderson. By the way, they they made a, in the trade to get up to Will Anderson. They they kept their own pick or traded the their own pick. Instead of the Browns, they saved themselves four draft slots on that. They bet on themselves, and it worked.
1: Yeah, C.J. Stroud, uh, you know, NFL oh, Rookie so of the Year. Yeah. Anderson's really good. Tank Dell was really good at wide receiver before he got hurt. They they got it right. Yeah, the young guys, uh, you know, kind of similar to Detroit. It'll be interesting to watch the Texans moving forward. Uh, lost in all the conversation of those two playoff wins, the key moments for wideout Josh Reynolds, and I think he's overlooked with the splash of the young names with – same Brown, even you know, worried yeah. about Khalif, but Josh Reynolds has been nothing but consistent ever since he put on a Lions uniform. He has
0: been more than the security blanket that we thought he would be for Jared Goff when they first picked him up. Remember, he left the Rams when Goff did. Went to Tennessee, did not fit the Titans for whatever reason, and the the Lions picked him up, and it's been a great, it's been a godsend, man, because he's he's so reliable, and he he and Goff. Have that chemistry. They Goff throws so accurate to him. Not not that Goff isn't accurate to everybody else. He just knows exactly where that ball needs to be for Josh to catch it. That that touchdown pass, that's not a throw. That's a throw that Matthew Stafford struggled with. Having touch going into the back of the end zone to hit a, a guy who wasn't quite open when he released it. That was a perfect throw from Goff.
1: Perfect. One thing about Goff... That when he gets to that comfort level, you can see a difference in terms of balls he throws to Reynolds, to Laporta, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you can, St. Brown, obviously, and, and J-Mo stepping up. Not Everything doesn't have to be a, a fly route and throw a deep ball, the comebackers. I, I give J-Mo a lot of credit over the last month, how much he's improved on his route running. Mm-hmm. And JMO has embraced being what his role is.
0: He's not he's not a pouty guy for being a first round pick that isn't getting you know eight targets a game. He's doing what he needs to do to help the team. That's that's a massive step in his maturity, and that's that's a very welcomed development around Allen Park
1: by the team and by the people that cover the team. And what and Montgomery just a workhorse. Between the tackles. Can't say enough about Montgomery, which again, everything we're talking about on the Lions offense is predicated by an offensive line and the backups who have stepped up all season long. Yeah,
0: And they're going to have to step up again because uh, Ragnow is not going to be 100%. How about that sprained knee and
1: rolled his ankle and he said, my dad taught me to be tough and he still went out there. Said his mom taught him to be tough, too. I, I want to meet the family there. <laughs> that's, that's a tough family. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sprain your knee, uh, rolled your ankle, get back out there, put your helmet on, kid, or th- there's no dinner. He is unreal in the
0: level of pain that he deals with. and goes out and plays great. Playing Vita Vea, come on, that guy's that guy's great. He's, he handled his business very well, but it does look like Jonah Jackson's going to be out, so you got Coyote Ashika will be your starting left guard. He's a good run blocker most of the time. Pass protection, he had he had some issues in that game. Uh and the Niners uh, have a stud n- defensive line. The Niners can bring it in waves on the defensive line, whether it's both or well, Chase Young actually hasn't done much for them. Um for all but the comp- front seven. All the comp- yeah, they're 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 loaded. They got a lot of good dudes up there, and their linebacking core. Mm. Dre Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner. It's it's Warner's really, just a man. They're really, really good. And that's they are, if any team's going to be able to neutralize the combination of Gibbs and Montgomery, it's those two. Um, Roquan Smith did it very well for, for the Ravens uh, behind Justin Matibuike in that line. The Niners can do that, too. and that, That's one of the worries that I have is that they control the middle of the field very well with those two linebackers, and they only need two to do it. They don't have to bring a safety up. They don't have to bring their corners in. They can, they can defend that intermediate range where Jared Goff loves to throw. That's where he's at his best. They got linebackers that can cover that. That's that's one of my biggest worries about this game.
1: Think about the lines, though, offensively, and we give love to the starters, to the backups, uh, to the entire O line room. But you have Goff, who you know, top ten quarterback now in the league. Yeah. We, we talked about Reynolds. He got Saint Brown. He got Laporta, rookie. He got Gibbs, a rookie. He got Montgomery. He got JMO. Look at those offensive weapons and how many are still young. Golf most, is still young. Most of those guys are on their first contracts. <laughs> but they Sewell, too. Uh, We're not in touching defensively. We're Hutch's yeah. second year. You got Campbell. You got uh, Branch, right? I, I will say, to me, the offseason, no matter what happens on Sunday or if they get to the Super Bowl and they beat the Chiefs or the Ravens or they just play them in Vegas – you can see their needs. You oh, yeah. can see, like you mentioned, maybe one or two quality backup offensive linemen. But the most pressing need, a shutdown corner to take away half the field. More defensive line help. Definitely. I don't know if that's Houston healthy uh, or if it's going out and getting a free agent there. You'll have the draft, but you'll be picking in the bottom four right now based yeah. on where they finish. But it's obvious what they need. Yeah, they need, they definitely need one Probably two
0: outside corners. Um, if you believe that Cam Sutton could be the number two outside no,
1: corner, no, okay. no, no, CC
0: Sutton to the me. Then they need to. Uh they They're good the in the slot. Their their safety is okay. We'll see what happens with CJ GJ. If they want him they back, they got a lot of initials back. back there in yeah, the they, secondary. Yes, yes <laughs> they do. They got to get. James Houston is a weird one because— Is he going to play Sunday? Uh, that, that's a good question. So there, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories out, out there about James Houston what's going on. He's not ready yet. Don't If you don't trust that Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes would put a player on the field
1: so if they, they think they, he can help— Did they activate him? He's activated. So why would they activate him if he's not ready? Because they needed to activate him because they hit a deadline last right. Thursday. Yeah. They had
0: to. He when I talked and we covered this on the podcast
1: last week when I talked to a and that would be a, the Detroit Lions podcast that people can find on YouTube. Yes, thank you. You're a better promoter at it than I am. Thank you for that. I do it for a living.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we uh, I I talked to a defensive personnel player type thing on the Lions um, a week ago Tuesday before they had to activate him and I asked him. You know where, where's he at? And they're like, the burst isn't there yet. Like, we're, we're he's working at it. He's trying. We're we're trying to help him as much as we can. He just can't get off the snap the way that he did before. And remember, going into that before he got hurt, he got hurt playing special teams. Why? Because they didn't. They weren't playing him on defense all that much. He played. I think it was. I think it was thirty three percent of the defensive snaps. There's a there's a gap between what I think fan perception of what James Houston is and what the team views him as. I think fans view him as Lawrence Taylor 2.0 and they see him as remember George Johnson guy that got eight sacks in 10 games for the Lions and parlayed it into a contract with the Buccaneers that they wanted to burn almost immediately. He got like one sack the rest of his three year career. I don't think that they. I don't think they view him that way, but they they know better than anybody, better than me, better than you, better than anybody out there commenting on, on social media, what he is and what he isn't. And I think that the fan expectation of what James Houston is has to come back to the reality of what the Lions think he is. If he comes in and plays this week, that's great. He is certainly better than Romeo Lacroix in terms of offering pass rush around the edge, but if he's not ready physically. They don't want to set him up to fail. They, this is a guy who's got some emotional intensity. And if you put him out there and it's not ready, like like people talking about putting Stephon Gilmore or Stephen Gilmore, undrafted rookie corner, like Sutton can't cover. Vildor sucks. Let's try this guy. Well, you're really going to throw out there an undrafted rookie who weighs 170 pounds soaking wet for his first NFL game in the NFC Championship? Really? Like, does that sound like something that Dan Campbell would do? Like setting up a guy to fail like that? Like that, thats not what this team's all about. Um, end the conspiracy theories on James Houston. If he's if he's ready and he can play, and the Lions think he can help, he'll be out there, hundred percent,
1: no question. I think we all trust the coaches. I, you I, have to. You I've have never to. had a Lions front office and even Sheila Hamm ownership and golf check all the boxes yep. on the key leadership positions. This is part of the Lions euphoria or euphoria that've we, we've all we've never experienced this with the Lions. and so nothing against Barry Calvinera, Stafford, you know, Domic and Sue. I, I'm, it, I'm telling you that they check all the boxes. That's why we believe they can win. Will they? We don't know. On Sunday night in the NFC championship game, then you get to a neutral site, you're back indoors on turf. It's Lamar or it's Mahomes. you're going to get the best quarterback arguably. In the NFL and all that experience, right? With Mahomes and how they do it. Did I see the right stat? Has Mahomes been in the AFC championship every year he's been in the NFL?
0: Every year that he starts, yeah.
1: Yeah, that he started.
0: Yeah. Twenty seventeen he didn't make it. He played he played their last game of his rookie right, year. Right since he started and then took over and he's been in the NFC championship game or AFC championship as a start. Every year since uh, he, he, I like that he. That's he, crazy, isn't it? He had never played a road playoff game in the AFC playoffs until last weekend.
1: Who do you like in that matchup? Baltimore. Yeah, so do I. At home,
0: they are they are right now the best team in the league, and I say that as a Lions fan who's a big believer in what what we're doing. If I'll 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 say it straight up, if the Lions are playing the Ravens in the Super Bowl, I'm picking the Ravens. Uh, that's just. They're the they're the best team in football. The Lions, would, they got a shot at them, but we saw the first game.
1: <laughs> it was, that was pretty awful. There's a lot of win, though. I'm not making excuses yeah. for golf. It, it, Baltimore is that was, a, that was tough a tough place one. to play. They're on top of you. That's a great home field advantage. Lamar is the MVP, and Mahomes, just his magic. I, I I mean, Buffalo, a couple times, looked like they were going to pull away in that game, and they just couldn't do it because Mahomes and Kelsey. Again, what, what do we talk about? Take advantage of the opportunities that you're given. They didn't do it. The Bills,
0: Lions they, did the last the, two weeks of the, they have. Over the Rams and the Bucks. And that's why they've got a shot at, at beating the 49ers and they would have a shot at beating the Ravens because the Ravens will, they will make some mistakes. You saw it. They, Buffalo couldn't take advantage of them. You've got to, you got to get those breaks and they didn't. I, I think the Lions are in, in a good position going into the 49ers game to, because like you said, they've done it against the Rams, against the Buccaneers. Derek Barnes didn't drop that interception. No, they didn't have the pre-snap penalties. They didn't have the the muffed punt. They they did everything right that they needed to do to win the game, and and the other teams aren't doing that. The Lions are sharp. That gives them a shot against
1: anybody. Two more wins, and your Detroit Lions are Super Bowl champions. My goodness. As Campbell told him one more, then a bye, and then one more, in Vegas, coverage all week long on the huge show across Michigan. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both of those on Twitter and Facebook at Jeff R I S D O N on Twitter. Daily coverage of the Lions ramping up to championship Sunday in the NFC. Lions in San Francisco, 6 30 on Fox. Don't forget all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. Uh, will have the game on all their TVs uh, with all of their happy hours, to every day at all Brands locations. You can watch the Lions and the Niners. You'll find the Brands in Bay City, Brands in Caledonia, Brands in Wyoming at 44th and South Division, Johnny Brands in Granville. Mike Brands Sr. has the Brands in Cascade east of GR, and Johnny Brands Sr. has the Brands, on Leonard, Downtown GR. If you can't make it out, you can order up all your brand's favorites for your NFC Championship. Watch party with friends or at your house. Just go to brands.com. That is brands.com. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on fresh from Meyer family pack boneless, skinless chicken breasts, Earthbound Farm organic salad,
0: General Mills cereal, Pepperidge Farm goldfish, and select Coca Cola or Pepsi products. Plus, you get the same low prices in store and online. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app.
1: Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. The same show, the soulful bad boy and RB.
0: Genuine.
1: Ride the pony for a two stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com Genuine Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years In business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state. And Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more, just Google Dorn Mayhew, that's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W, or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA, accounting, and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. You're listening
0: to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Back on The Huge Show across Michigan, 19 radio stations, strong on the Michigan Sports Network. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, Jeff Wire, LionsWire, DraftWire, NFL Lions Insider. Follow both DraftWire, LionsWire, Twitter, Facebook, online, part of the USA Today Network. Also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear weekly on YouTube. Just search. Detroit Lions podcast joining us in studio. We'll get his final prediction on San Francisco and the Lions on Sunday night in the NFC championship game in a moment. I'll give you mine. But first, Jeff, I mentioned DraftWire, which people can follow on Twitter and Facebook. Lions will be in that bottom four. So end of the first round, which is gosh, I mean that this kind of sums up everything that seems surreal. Yes. With the draft, by the way, in Detroit at the end of April. We mentioned in our last segment that I obviously can see their needs. Left side of that defensive line, add speed rusher, some depth at defensive tackle. Shut down corner, if not two corners. Uh, end of the first round in your draft wire preparation. You mentioned going to the Senior Bowl coming up next week. Then we'll have the Combine in February down in Indy. What's that pool of players that could be sitting there at the end of the first round for the Lions?
0: Yeah, and, and we're still figuring out who's going to be in there, but one of the most common ones, and Mel Kuyper had his first mock draft come out today uh, from ESPN, um, and people are mixed on Mel. I love Mel. Mel is the reason why I have a job, because he created an industry, so I'm appreciative of that. I will pay respect to him. He, uh, he projected uh, Toledo cornerback Quinion Mitchell to the Lions, and that's somebody that I have mocked to the Lions in the past. Uh, I know uh, my good friend Dane Brugler from the Athletic has done that as well. Mitchell is a guy that compares physically very well to the top cornerbacks. He's long, I believe he's six one, can fly in the open field. He was spectacular at Toledo, but it's at Toledo he. He played very well against Ohio State in the one chance that he had. But ever since then, he has not played a single player that will play in the NFL. So that's the big question mark on him. But he is a guy that is going to be available, and he won't be there in the second round. Not not the way he's going to test and the way that he's played. So he's won. Uh, Nate Wiggins, the cornerback from from Clemson, he's a little more physical. Pretty good player. Um, He's interesting. I like Terry and Arnold from Alabama, who I think is a better prospect than Kool-Aid McKinstry. Kool-Aid gets... Kool-Aid's a splash player. Tarion's like the solid guy, uh, and I think that's more of what you need there. I don't think he's going to be there. I don't think either of those guys will be there. Looking at the pass rusher, Braylon Trice from Washington is a guy that I've mocked to the Lions a couple times. Really good, sort of one-dimensional player, but he's really good at that dimension. If, if you liked what James Houston does, he does all of that in a more physical package, and he does play the run on the way to the pass fairly well. So he's a guy that, that you certainly have to consider. There's, there's a lot of pass there If they're going to look at offensive guard and you have to consider it because both Graham Glasgow and Jonah Jackson are free agents, I don't think they're paying both of them. They might pay neither of them, although I, I think Graham will be back. Jonah, I'm not so sure. They also don't have any depth there. Uh, A guy like Cooper Beebe out of Kansas State, he's phenomenal. Um, I would prefer that they wait a little bit on that. But if you're going to tell me that the Lions draft Cooper Beebe at number 32 overall, I'm good with that. It gets really, really good. You know, there are uh, there's trying to think who else is out there as as, that. That's the range where I could also see them moving around a little bit because that's like the sweet spot for wide receivers and and offensive tackles in this draft. You know, the, the teams that are looking like, oh, we didn't get. We didn't get Marvin Harrison. We didn't get Romo Dunze. We didn't get, you know, if we want to get a guy like like Troy Franklin out of Oregon or Jalen McMillan out of Washington as a wide receiver or uh, Johnny Wilson, the giant wide receiver from from uh, Adonai Mitchell um, from Texas. Like, all those guys, there's going to be a demand for that, and I can see the Lions making a little bit of a move. They they traded their first-round picks, plural, last year. Uh, don't be surprised if they do that again, but th- that that's where you're looking at, and Cornerbacks are weird this year because there's like a there's there's no real top guy. Like
1: Kool Aid would be the most mentioned name. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Um, he's is that on his driver's license? His real name is like okay Quinn something. Uh, I just want uh, to make uh, yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but he we so we have to get authors. I still have to write C J Gardner Johnson, even though he has allegedly legally changed his name to C D Deuce. Um, Kool Aid. We're actually allowed to call him Kool Aid, which is kind of cool. Like Sauce Gardner, we had to call him a mod going through the draft process because his that's what he went by.
1: Um, now we're allowed to call him Sauce, <laughs> which is kind of nice. You know, speaking of mock drafts, I did see Ryan Wilson and Chris Trapasso at CBSSports.com. Their mocks are up today. No JJ McCarthy in the first round. That's interesting. Because um, you look at the quarterbacks that, you know, Caleb Williams going number one. Uh, to Washington and one, which means they would deal. Uh, oh, wow. That's Bears in another one, Drake May, uh, yeah. Jaden Davis, the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, those quarterbacks seem to – Michael Penix Jr. goes in Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports mock draft. And, and I had to double-check it because I'm like, okay, J.J. declared. I'm going to say – But in these two, he's not in the first round anywhere. I, I went and double-checked it. Yeah, the, the, I like those. Guys. I'm I'm good friends with Tr- Chris Terpesso. We've we, uh, so then why is JJ going to the NFL if he's not in the first round? Right, I
0: now? think that's I think he's going to bubble up into that. I think he's going to go before Michael Penix Jr. In fact, I would I would put money on that. Uh, Penix with the massive amount of injuries that he's had, and also the fact that he's 25 years old. I don't I don't think he's going in the first round. And I do think JJ McCarthy is going to go in the first round. I don't have a good feel for how the NFL views him yet. That's one of the reasons why I go to the senior bowl and go to the combine is to learn these things. Start talking to people, right? Exactly. Yeah. But uh I, I have a hard time seeing JJ not being in the first round, especially if Jim Harbaugh is coaching somewhere. Um might not be where they they take him right away. Um I forget where the Chargers are picking. If the if he, let's say he goes let's say Harbaugh goes to the Chargers and he doesn't draft JJ, then you're gonna be well, they don't need a quarterback, they have Justin Herbert. That's one of those things where, okay, th- that happened with, uh, do you remember Taylor Mays, the giant safety out of uh, USC? Yes. And Pete Carroll got the job in Seattle, and everybody's like, everybody, myself included, mocked Taylor Mays, <laughs> the, the Seahawks that year, and they passed on him twice. And people asked Pete Carroll about it afterwards. They're like, just because I coach him doesn't mean I like him.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that could be where Hardball. let's just say he goes LA Chargers. Yeah. And the L.A. Chargers have the 8th pick, I think it is, or the 5th pick, excuse me. Yeah, that's right, they do pick very high. They they pick 5, they're not going to go that high for J.J. Yeah, they're not, and they don't need the quarterback. But But they could slide down, Right. pick up maybe a 2nd, 3rd rounder. Uh, Someone at 5 would be excited, because really, if you go Caleb Williams, the quarterbacks, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, there's your top four. It seems yeah. right. Yeah, and Bo Nix from Oregon is going to factor into that mix
0: at quarterback too. He he could be quarterback four. JJ could be four. I don't think Penix is
1: going to do it. And then you Harbaugh a- could trade down or trade back up into the first round. Oh to yeah. grab JJ.
0: If he, if he if he's if he's right. a Chargers head right. coach now, if he's in Atlanta, and that that they we talked about this before we went on air. The Atlanta Falcons
1: are a quarterback away from being a really, really good football team, and also a good head coach. And the Falcons are picking eighth now. Ryan Wilson from CBS Sports had Michael Penix Jr. going at eight to the Falcons.
0: I would see now, especially if if Harbaugh is coaching the Falcons. I'm not saying that he is or not. I don't. I don't know. That would make a lot of sense to me for JJ to go eight to Atlanta with and go with Harbaugh there. That. If you're if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, that's your dream scenario. I
1: right wonder now. how big that is in Harbaugh's mind right now about pairing up with JJ and trying to go win an NFL championship with him, like he did in Ann Arbor. It has to be knowing Harbaugh being quirky. That has to be a, a big a big play right now in his mind. I was just thinking, I really don't want to be a Jim Harbaugh's head. He's kind of weird. That's what yeah. and trying to figure him out is even yeah, yeah wh- stranger than. I, yeah, I don't. I don't see in the the end result with Harbaugh. Yeah, I I I would be scared to guess what he
0: would, what he would
1: think on that. To be honest with you, but well, that it comes that, down to the quarterbacks. I see. I'm not sold on Caleb Williams. Everyone thinks he's the next Patrick Mahomes. We're going to talk about that as we get closer to the draft
0: when I come in here sometime because I am not sold on him either. And specifically for Chicago, everything that Bears fans hate about Justin Fields, Fields does better than Caleb Williams.
1: Every single thing. I don't get the bailing. I thought Fields played pretty well here in the Bears resurgence that kept Uberflus in at least for another year in Chicago. And you would think if they're going to draft a quarterback, then Fields is going to be traded uh, by. And that's 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 another variable
0: out there. And I could see Atlanta if they don't land Harbaugh trading. Because he's a Georgia guy too. Exactly. Yeah. And he's. His arrows pointing up as a passer. I know, Bear, I know, Lions fans don't want to hear that, but there's there's more there than what the Bears allowed him to be. Luke Getzey, as their offensive coordinator, was a walking punchline.
1: You know, one thing Awful. about JJ DeClaring, Harbaugh had to tell him, "Look, I'm taking one of these NFL jobs, and I am going to draft up and get you at some point," or or he has to know through agents, you know. What you're saying that I'll guarantee he'll be higher than panic, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I have a feeling that that's going to
0: happen. I, I feel pretty strongly about that one. Again, it's, it's early, and I haven't been in those circles with people yet. I will get that next week, and for the next couple months, uh, hitting the the pro day trail. It's I can't wait for that. Can't wait to go to Michigan for the pro day. That's they do such a spectacular job of staging it. I have been to Texas A and M's. I've been to Texas's. I've been to Mississippi States. Ohio State's Notre Dame. Notre Dame does a really good job too. Ohio or Ohio State's pretty good at it. Michigan does pro day so well. They they're organized. They're regimented. They are they promote their players very well. They give us in the media pretty good access to what we need in terms of information and also access to the players. I, I again, it's it's tough to wear the draft hat right now because we got the Lions coming up and playing for an NFC Championship and going to the Super Bowl, but. Uh, the draft doesn't sleep, and uh, the Lions the Lions scouting department has been out
1: there and about. I know, they're, I know they're working at it. Speaking of Michigan and state schools, there's not a Wolverine projected in the first round in these two CBS Sports NFL mock drafts. Not one Wolverine. Keon Coleman is projected, the former Michigan State receiver who took the NIL money, went to Florida <laughs> State, had a great year. He did. Merchant he kind of tailed off at the end, but he's, he's, he's a
0: first, second-round
1: pick. Yeah. yeah, they got them both in the first round there. So yeah. nobody from Michigan, which tells you how good the coaching staff is.
0: Absolutely. Now, you're going to see upwards of 12 to 15 Wolverines taken rounds two to five. Yeah, drafted, but yeah. I'm just talking. Yeah, in the middle, that round. middle those middle rounds, you guys like Chris Jenkins, Zach Zinner, even though he's hurt. Uh, Mike Saner still, by the way, as a guy to keep an eye on for the Lions be, in, in those yeah. middle
1: rounds. Because uh, he's his arrow's going way up. Jeff Rizdin, you can follow the draft uh, year Draft draftwire on Twitter, Facebook, online. Also, Jeff is behind Lionswire, part of the USA Today Network on Twitter, Facebook, and online. And he's a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear every week and next week from the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. Just search Detroit Lions Podcast on YouTube. You can watch, listen there. Jeff, really good stuff today. Uh, enjoy the game on Sunday night. And maybe next Monday we're talking about the Lions and the Super Bowl. God, I hope so. That what's your, what's your final score prediction on the game?
0: I got San Francisco winning by a field goal. I don't have I don't have the number yet, but i will
1: say 27-24. That's about what I think I made my early prediction today on a huge opinion and I think I said 30-27 yeah. Lions.
0: I would absolutely take the Lions and the points.
1: Yeah, I, I I I like the Lions to win and get to their first Super Bowl and God, I hope so. Franchise history and Lord knows what that 2 weeks will be like walking it up. Be amazing. Uh, Jeff, good stuff. Follow Jeff, by the way, on Twitter, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Twitter, Facebook, online, and the Detroit Lions podcast. We'll talk next week.
0: Sounds great. Thank you.
1: Jeff Risden joining us in studio on this broadcast, presented by our friends from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Now, they have the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub, so live sports betting at Michigan's go-to sports betting destination on Sunday for the Lions and the Niners in the NFC Championship game. You can pop in uh, to ascend inside the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your hotel, your getaway for Championship Sunday right now at SoaringEagleCasino.com. And also, don't forget to get in on the NFC Championship game on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, That you can download right now, wherever you download your apps. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
0: Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love like online and mobile banking and fee free access to almost 40,000 Money Pass ATMs So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC
1: Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Urban U They are Michigan's preferred med spot three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests who come into Urban U, and if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and skin vibe for skin health. Now these services are done in multiple sessions, and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break vacations and even the summer find out more at theurbanu.com that is theurbanu.com the prepping season is underway and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip that spring break or the summer find out more at theurbanu.com there's a new player in town i'm herman moore lions all pro wide receiver and i'm talking about eagle casino and sports the real money mobile casino it's so easy to play you can go from wager to winner to wallet just like that
0: sign up now and we'll match your deposit up
1: to 1500 or you can get a risk-free bet up to 1000 dollars eagle casino and sports made in michigan made for michigan must be 21 or older in michigan to play Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong.
0: So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth? Consistently refreshing and consistently light. You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra. The perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are back, wrapping up our number two on a Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soar Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Make plans to watch the NFC Championship game on Sunday, Lions, Niners, 6.30. You can get there early at send the sports book and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant, live sports wagering destination, one of the best in Michigan, so you can wager on Ravens Chiefs early, Lions, Niners late, enjoy the great menu, maybe even book an overnight stay at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. It's Championship Sunday. On all the TVs, first, Mahomes, Jackson, Casey, in Baltimore AFC Championship game, followed by the Lions and the Niners at the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book that getaway today. Get your room, SoaringEagleCasino.com, and join Soaring Eagle in the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub for the Lions and the Niners. Big, bad, huge.